0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas criminal defense. I've got Andrew Decker with me.
1: Good afternoon, Mr. Harris.
0: Yeah, you should see him, folks. He's just got his hand, his chin in his hand, and he's just like, I am here. I, I feel the same, man. We're both kind of spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a week. Uh,
1: This is this week has been the longest month I've had in exactly yeah
0: and we're recording on a Friday this uh, this will drop on April for May 1st sorry um, on Sunday and both uh, both of us next week are are number one for trial right Right.
1: different places different counties
0: different cases Um, so this would be one of the few trials we don't try together yeah Um, and man it is it has been a beating huh
1: yeah yeah and it's and it's it's a beating for several reasons one we are now in full swing with all the courts post-covid yes um so our dockets are longer they're longer than they've been in in two years and i think they're longer than they were two years ago yes right yeah but it's been so long since we've worked at this pace that it's kind of hard to remember
0: yeah. I, I mean, I remember a time when both of us were in court every single day for at least the morning. We were somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's normal. And now getting back to that, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. And then
1: um, post-COVID, basically, you know, you say this year. Uh, I've had a, have had a couple of trials. Um, yeah, I had a couple that were set that we pled out last minute good deals were made but i behind my door i have a whiteboard where i put my trial dates yeah and in may i have three uh
0: yeah yeah may may is going to be busy um which you know i
1: have then i have some in june and july right i'm just going just a month out so i don't lose the fact that i've got another one out there
0: yeah um because you know we 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 need to kind of what we're going to be talking today. We need to be managing our time. We need to be looking forward, trying to get, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a weird hustle that we have as solo practitioners because we have to constantly be getting new clients in right. While working up our, our old cases. I mean, it is like a conveyor belt um, and Mm -hmm. we have to manage every single part along the way. Right. By ourselves. We don't, you and I don't have, you know, I mean, we help each other out, but we don't have you know uh, staff or other attorneys working for us
1: correct right right we have well we both have some staff yeah uh, some legal assistants secretaries administrative assistants however you want to call them please do not hold it against me i use the word secretary for anybody that works for mr harris or myself um i appreciate everything all all of them do you heard you heard that
0: folks please direct all emails to (laughs) andrew at andrewdeckerlaw.com
1: thank you um (laughs) uh but but they they are not they're not doing heavy legal work they're doing taking messages uh writing setting letters maybe doing some collections maybe doing some writing of of small motions for us at least filing but they are not they're not doing the they're they're not prepping us for trial
0: they're not prepping for trial they're not reviewing discovery with clients they're you know i I don't know about you but people calling in they want to talk to me before they like sign the contract and and you know, or they want to see me or something. So, you know, my my staff can do a lot of that and get a lot of that out of the way. But ultimately, like you know, it's it's on us.
1: Right. Yeah. They're not hire, They're not hiring our staffs.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, so we, man, I I don't know about you, but um, this trial it's a very serious trial coming up. Right. I'm not going to us- get into the facts. Not going to get into any identifying information. But I got to tell you. It's also a very difficult client. Yeah, both of us so both of our trials next week are
1: felony level trials um for which multiple years could easily be assessed. Yeah. And both of us happen to have difficult clients for different reasons. Yes. Um and so we have we have multiple stress factors. We have, yeah. obviously, prepping for trial, trial itself, and then a client that may or may not like us. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say it that way. That We might dig into that a little bit more, but it becomes harder.
0: I, I think, you know, we've, we've said it many times on this podcast that this relationship that we have with our clients.
1: Just a warning to the listening audience. This may be the closest to a bitch fest that Mr. Harith and I have had,
0: but we both kind of felt like we needed
1: it. <laughs> and you get to overhear it.
0: And frankly, nobody emailed us with topic suggestions. So this is what you get.
1: And we've reached out to a few people that couldn't be ready for this show. So this is what you get.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the, so what I was saying is, you know, the, the relationship between attorney and client is very important. There's a lot of details that we have to get, obviously in preparing for, for trial we don't want to be surprised by anything, etc. Um, and and I we have had we have talked about how to deal with difficult clients before on uh, in this show. I just don't remember when. Um, but it really when when you have a serious, you know, multi year in prison type case coming up, and your client is difficult, it really kind of adds another degree of stress. It's just kind of unnecessary. It doesn't. It certainly doesn't help. But it's real. It is very real. And why? You know, why is that? We were talking a little bit earlier um, today, and it and it's because it's like, uh, you know, like a multi-front battle, right? right. Uh, everybody knows we don't get a lot of help from the prosecutors, or any. Well, especially if if we're getting to the point of going to trial, right?
1: It means that that our client and and ourselves. And the prosecutor have reached a stalemate. That's why we have trials. I mean, that's ultimately the reason. Um, We can't reach an agreement as to what should happen, whether, you know, our client may say, I didn't do this. I need a dismissal. Well, the prosecutor might go, well, you did or you did something less and you won't even admit to the lesser. We're going to go on the bigger and see if we can
0: prove it. Yeah.
1: Right. Somewhere a stalemate has been issued and we now need a jury.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why they're there. That's
1: why they're there. Make a we decision. have the constitutional right to make the decision Who, who is correct. Can the state prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt?
0: Yeah, and you, it just, that process, getting to that point when when you also are not it feels like maybe you're not on the same page as your client, um, it really can kind of kind of get to me and it grinds me you know what i mean like it does it grind your gears i'm not gonna say it grinds my gears (laughs) but like maybe it just it just i feel it you know i i I certainly like i feel a lot more pressure than Mm -hmm. normally i do usually when i'm approaching trial i just feel you know maybe some performance anxiety i guess like being in the spotlight making sure my voir dire is good um making sure i know what questions i'm gonna ask what my theme of the case is all that kind of stuff, but I don't really feel much other pressure. And certainly when I get into trial that goes away and I'm just focused on the game, but, um, but I feel the pressure when my client is also fighting me.
1: Right. So often we talk about, are we here in CLEs as you prepare for a, prepare a case for, for maybe not even for trial yet, but especially as you go to trial, what your fear list is. And I hadn't thought about this until just now, uh, as you were speaking, uh, you know we always have the fear of: Are we going to miss something legally? We have the fear of: Am I going to pick the wrong jury? We have the fear of: You know, am I really fully prepared? Well, on this one, when we have both of us have clients that that are difficult, yeah. we now have a fear that the person we're advocating for is questioning everything we're doing. Yeah. Certainly. And that becomes a really weird sort of stress. It's one thing if they're sitting there going, Mr. Harris, I believe in you. Help me every way you can. Yeah. It's another thing if they're going, why didn't you do, or why did you do, or why hasn't this been dismissed? And you're like, I I, I can't control those things.
0: And, And it's not like the, in those two scenarios, you know, my, my, um, abilities are not lessened. I'm not, I'm not trying harder for the guy who's nice to me than I am for the guy who's mean to me. However, it is a, it adds stress. It adds unnecessary unwanted stress, right? I had a client, um, one time in a, in a trial, um, just sleep his entire way through it. He put his head in his shirt and he slept the entire way through it. Um, and that was, that has been the most difficult client today. This guy coming up, does not does not even come close to that other guy and what i how i got through it was i just made sure i kept i focused on my theme of the case right that's not going to affect my ability to try the case or how i try it and uh the record and then also recording notes or making notes in my file about what i was observing personally stuff that i knew would not get into the reporter's record but that I feel may be necessary if I have to refer to it in the future. And that kept me focused enough, no matter what he's doing, he's making his own decision. No matter what he's doing, I am doing my job and I'm focused and I can kind of set that aside. Yes. In that instance, that's what I did. And I think like, uh, you know, I get lost sometimes when I'm, when I'm feeling that, uh, stress from another, from a difficult client, um, it kind of, I don't know, maybe it sends me spinning a little bit. I'm like, haven't you seen everything I've done? Don't you, you know, look at all the clients that I've helped throughout my career. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and I think it's important just to be, to, to talk it out with somebody, to -hmm. get grounded in some way, to, uh, to not let that affect your your trial skills and and what you know about the case and all that.
1: Yeah. So some of it is, um, again, maybe make that fear list and go, which one of these fears can I do anything about? Right. So the, the UT baseball coach, uh, prior baseball coach known as, uh, I think it was Augie that said this control the controllables. Yeah. Right. I can't control whether the, the guy sitting next to me or woman, is sleeping through their case, right? I can't control if they like me or not. And I like to be liked Andy. Yeah. Uh, Like that is, that that is one of my weaknesses is that I want everyone to like me. Yeah. So if my client doesn't like me or their family doesn't like me, I really feel like I'm doing a poor job. Yeah.
0: But I can't control that. You know, and I, you're right. Um, I mean, this is certainly, I, I think just an exercise and, and just general mental health. Like I, I have that, uh, deep seated need as well. Um, I, I have a desire to be, you know, to be liked. I mean, I, I walk into a courtroom thinking like, this is my courtroom. Everybody else has been invited here
1: and this, <laughs> you're about to
0: see the Andy show, you know, in court and trial um and uh, but i think it's important for me to remember that you know there's gonna be tons of jurors that don't like me um right
1: yeah in reality there's gonna be a ton of jurors that don't like you and i
0: just because of the table we're sitting at right we're we're representing someone who's been accused of of a crime right um You know, we've had, we both worked with plenty of prosecutors who don't like us. (laughs) Um, Right. And, and there's judges out there who, for whatever reason, just, we just don't get along with. Um, And thankfully,
1: thankfully, most of those, most prosecutors and most of the judges, we may not be friends, but we at least get along professionally with.
0: Yeah. We can work out a case together.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, there, there is a difference between the one that, that you truly go, this person at hello. I'm already annoyed and they're already annoyed. Yeah. There are others where it's like, if I bump into them at the store, be like, Hey, how are you doing? And they will be like, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Oh, good. Nice to see you. And it, and it's, it's cordial. It's professional. There are some, thankfully, most of the, most of the people we work with, it's at least cordial professional courtesies. Yeah. And it's not a, uh, uh cold war, but there are a few where we know we walk in the room. It's a cold war.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, but I think this is probably like, I have to do, I I have to sit there and think about, you know, what, what can I control? Well, I can only control me and my effort, my performance or whatever you want to call it, uh, my ability during trial. Um, and I can't control the judge's rulings. I can't control what a jury's going to say. I mean, certainly like, putting on a good case, trying a good case, doing the best we can can affect how a jury decides, but ultimately it's 12 people, six people's uh decision to make, you know. Um and, but that, you know, that probably should be something I do every single day, you know, is wake up and say, "Okay, what 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 can what actually can I control today?" You know, don't you think? I mean, I it probably would make me a better person, let alone a better attorney.
1: Yeah, so um, you, know, you know, I was a, a pastor, so I'm going yeah. to go back to that as you say, you know, what can I control today? Uh, in the obsessive compulsive world of John Wesley, the person that started the people called Methodists, he would at the top of each hour stop and say a prayer for the hour that is past and pray for what he was doing in the hour to come. Okay. He was a little obsessive compulsive. Um, <laughs> I find that lots of people are, uh, but, but that stop and say, what can I actually do in the next, whatever piece of time I'm going to be working in. Right. Yeah. Um, I know today, part of what's caught me is not the trial. It's the little interruptions, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, again, what can I control? I can say No. I can say, I'll take that phone call later. I can say, I'm turning off my phone, right? Whatever it is. But there is a sense that we have to kind of break down time and say, I cannot worry about opening argument on Tuesday. I can't focus on that well if I'm sitting here worried about the phone call that's going off.
0: Yeah. No, and I I mean... That is, uh, I I think saying no is, is definitely a skill that, uh, I need to practice more, you know, just, just because of the time management part of it, you know, if I keep saying, you know, like accepting, um, you know, every invitation that comes to the door, then I won't have any time to, to do with, you know, what's, what's truly important. Um, and so that, you know, this, this is a stressful job that we have, or it can be at times, especially leading up to trial, being in trial keeping our business running while we're in trial, et cetera. Um, so what are some ways while you're doing that and leading up to that, what are some ways that you keep that stress in check? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, cause I, there's many, there's many ways, right? Oh, there's lots of techniques. I, I, uh, I, I've said it on here before, you know, I don't drink. Uh, I don't drink anymore uh, because <laughs> it, because it interferes with like so much of my work. Um, so, you and know, I drink,
1: I, and I drink very little. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, I did not. So anyways, the, um, uh, so when we talk about like how to handle stress, let, let's probably discuss, I mean, there are those unhealthy ways. What's like, you know, what are some, what are some healthy ways that you, um, right. deal so, with this? So, you know,
1: me well enough to know that I run like three mornings a week and I go to orange theory a couple of days a week. And especially on those long runs, it's amazing what you put down emotionally as you work that physically, right? There's just, it's the whole process. Yeah. So I would say my number one thing that I do is the exercise.
0: Yeah. That's a great one, right? right? Cause because you're right. You get that, that heart pumping a little bit. Um, and you, I, I think what, uh, what helps me when I'm exercising is like, I do start to kind of make lists on what's important and what's not important and then just jettison the stuff that's not important. Right. That's great.
1: So the other is just stop and breathe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Take a moment. So one of the things that happens to all of us is that we will, when we get stressed and we get that adrenaline running is we go into emergency breathing, which is very shallow. that, yeah. Well, you borderline hyperventilate.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right.
1: Take a deep breath, right? Breathe in, hold it, breathe out. Do that about three times. And then ask yourself, what do I need to do now? It's incredibly hard. One of the things I do very well in trial, though, people have said, Andrew, you sat there and you you never look stressed the whole time. In trial, I sit back, take my notes and breathe because why? I know everything. I know what I'm doing now. And I even know what's coming next most of the time because I've reviewed the stuff so yeah. well. So there is no surprise, right? Again, in the office, the email that pops up, the phone call that pops up, the piece of mail that just got dropped on your desk that we think, Ooh, I need to do that now. No.
0: Yeah. Right. The Facebook story that you need to like keep flipping through oh, the time yeah. wastes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So stopping and breathing like meditation, it's there, there have been uh, studies about the benefits of that. It just, it does something to your brain. I, I read a book once that talked about brain waves when you meditate, it's anyways. Um, I wish I could recite that study back to you guys, but it's way over right. my head. Um, so, and it really doesn't matter what you focus on right.
1: in those moments.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, uh, I focus on my breathing itself. Like, can I feel me breathing into my belly, and then out? Yeah, right, and feel your body relax.
0: And it's amazing after about a minute and a half of that. Well, I think we we all kind of rush through life thinking we don't have enough time, but sitting and slowing down, sitting still for a moment for a minute or five or ten, um, it, it is amazing what what kind of filters out. Um, and, and, you know, you just are okay with what how, whatever happens during the day. Um, and I agree with you, man, And in trial, I really try to stay. Calm, cool, and collected. That if if I, you know, I will lean back. I'll cross my legs. I'll have my you know notepad there, and I know what objections to make. And so you know, um, and I think if a juror is looking at me and, and I'm not like looking like I'm freaking out and out of control, but I'm calm, cool, and collected, they they think ah this guy's confident. He you know, and maybe maybe that makes them start listening to me a little bit more. Maybe you know, maybe it makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, ultimately, you know, the, what I have found though, uh, one of the best things for me, right. Cause I, I do, um, you know, I, I do the, the meditation thing, um, the exercise, I try to get that done. Um, I eat right. Um, but the, the best thing for me to do is just to make sure that I am being diligent when I'm working, uh, up these cases, even months prior to trial. So, so, You know, time management is, I think is important um, because, you know, we will have trials, right? And that those are, can be very stressful. Yeah. So how do you mark your time? Well, I mean, obviously I have my calendar, right? But I I have a list. I have a jury trial list. I have cases. I know which cases are going to go to trial at some point. Um, and so what I do is every time I see a client or have a client come in to review discovery, I have a checklist or like a to do list of, okay, I need to do motion to suppress, get the blood evidence, get, you know, um, get a, a polygraph scheduled, get it, I make this list at that point in time, then, and that way, my staff thinks it would be appropriate for that case, for that case. Right. Yeah, 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 specifically for that case. I mean, there's the. You know, when you get hired on a case, there's like the boilerplate stuff that you need to send in on everything, but those don't really need an attorney review. But when right. I have a client face-to-face, we're talking about his case, I'm getting his side of the story, I'm writing notes and I, and something will just trigger like, oh, yep, I need a, I need to do a motion or maybe we can get a polygraph in to um, change the DA's mind or something like that. Um, that's how I really work up those cases. Whenever it gets time to like actually sit down and go to trial, then I'm meeting with them all over again, right. To see what we're going to do. And if that client's in jail, then, Hey man, that client's in jail and I'm lugging everything over to them. So that's how I do it. I know you have your whiteboard.
1: Right. So, so in my office, there's a one walls, a whiteboard and behind the door where I can see it, where most people can't, I have those trials that are coming up and I don't know that might, that might be adding stress, not taking away stress. Um, Could you always that,
0: see them or what? Because I
1: see them, right? I don't know. Um, Top of
0: mind though, you know, I mean, that's, that's probably a good thing. Well, you
1: cannot forget. Certainly. Yeah. Right. That, you know, you've got certain things coming and they're coming soon. That's first. Um, but I have a to-do list, but what I find is for me, it's the distraction. It's the, it's the, the little bell, right? Whatever the little bell is. Right. And it may be simply the, like today I was asked, could you cover something at lunch? And I was like, sure. Thinking it's an hour. Well, I had to drive. Wait a minute, I had to be there early. Well, it took more than an hour.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, that then caused me more stress.
0: Yeah. Everything's got pushed back, right? Everything
1: got pushed back. And, and it's, again, sometimes put the bell down and go, not my problem.
0: There's that, there's that ability to say no, that, that sometimes I just don't have, I I have had to take like all, you know, social media off my phone. Um, I've changed the notifications on my phone. So I don't get, it doesn't buzz or ding at me whenever I get an email.
1: Yeah. My Um, emails don't ding at me.
0: My phone is on silent constantly. If Mm. people need to get a hold of me, you know, if if somebody sends me an email, it's probably not going to matter if I get back to them, like immediately, like that email can probably wait a while. Um, if they call my office, they'll talk to my office manager who can probably answer 80% of their questions. And then she's gonna send me an email and I'll get back to her whenever I have time. You know, what I mean, so so really, like when I think about it, unless a judge is calling me because I'm missing a hearing at that point in time, really nothing very urgent that pops up um, that has to get done right then. New client calls, maybe a potential new client calls. Um, uh, you know, I really want to take those, but you know, everything else, like why, why let your, you know, my phone just kind of constantly ding and buzz and try to distract me.
1: Right. Yeah. My, my, my phone is on silent enough that when, for some reason it's off silent, it, it
0: startles me. Yeah. I'm like, why, why are you making noise? <laughs> Who um, let you do that? Right. Um, right. there was something specific I wanted to talk about cause I, cause then we'll, we'll wrap up here. Um, and this is important. This is very important. There is, and we probably need to reach out and have somebody from this organization on, but the Texas, excuse me, Texas Lawyers Assistant Program, that's TLAP, uh, go to TLAPhelps.org, T-L-A-P-H-E-L-P-S.org. Um, I'm telling you guys, we have, uh, it, just as attorneys, we have really uh, you know, high incidence of addiction problems, of suicide, of depression. Uh, we don't eat right. We don't take care of ourselves. You, th- you know, ask the average attorney what they do for self-care, uh, and they'll probably tell you they, you know, they went to a barbecue joint for lunch, you know, or or, or something along the lines. I had a salad. Uh, well, I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> but T-Lap's, you know, T-Lap really is a great organization. I've heard them present at CLEs before, and it it really can change the way you you run your practice, run your life. But they help with wellness, stress, and anxiety depression, suicide prevention, substance use, and cognitive decline. You know, if you have questions about, Hey, I'm getting older, how am I going to run my practice, my why, firm? Why are you looking to me, man? I'm just saying you're older than me. That's and true. I've noticed some things are slipping. Um, <laughs> but they guys go to their website. They've got a toolbox, um, you know, a support toolbox with plenty of articles and CLEs and videos and just ways that you may not have realized that, Hey, Maybe I do need assistance here. So again, that is tlaphelps.org. Tlap, and they
1: they truly beg, they beg us as attorneys in the state of Texas to contact them, call them, email yeah. them. There is no group in our state that wants to help us more than them.
0: Yeah. So with that, you know, we talk about stress management. Um, ultimately, if you are working yourself into a conniption fit, and you are not going to be able to serve your clients, which is why we're here. So you know that like, you know, when you're in an airplane and the pressure drops and all the masks fall out of the ceiling, they tell you, take care of your mask first, put your mask on first before you help others. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to help others. So really we need to be taking care of ourselves. Right. And and I think that that brings me to what I think
1: is maybe our final point. Yeah is that when we are not taking care of ourselves, we can't handle the good client well, and we really can't handle the difficult client.
0: That's right. Right? Certain. Yeah, for um, sure.
1: I, I, maybe about 10 days ago now, I actually had a bailiff stop me in court and say, I am amazed how well you handled your client because he was yelling, in the holdover hitting the door. And I just stood there and I said, if you're going to yell at me, we're not going to get anything done. Yeah. I just want to talk to you about what we, what we can do. And he yelled again and the bailiff came over and said, your attorney is speaking to you very respectfully. You need to do the same, right? The the bailiff backed me up a little bit, but when we went back in court, we worked out this guy's case that day from a Ag assault, deadly weapon, down to a assault bodily injury, and there there are lots Amazing. of factors. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we're when we're well, when we are in our best place, maybe not even a best place, but just a good, healthy place, we can handle that client because we can take a deep breath and go, "This isn't about me."
0: Yeah,
1: right. When we're not healthy, even the, fu- even the client, that's a good client that calls like three times this week, instead of just once we start going, why are
0: you calling me? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. <exactly>. right. <laughs> that anxiety <laughs> level goes up. That stress yeah. level goes up
1: and then you have a, you know, and, and they're not a bad client. They're just worried.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And then you get the client that questions you and well, now, now we're in a, now we're in a, a, um, Combative is not the right word. Uh, uh, Confrontational. Yeah, yeah. We've become confrontational client to to attorney. So we cannot be empathetic. We cannot hear. We cannot um, sympathize when we are not, again, we don't have to be perfect. No one expects us to be the Buddha or the Jesus or the Mother Teresa. But we have to be healthy enough that we don't get caught with everything. Now they're gonna be. We both had some clients, yeah. Right. We've all had those clients that we know way ahead of time. This one's gonna be the one that that grieves me.
0: I have to I have to walk into the jail like, don't raise your voice. Right. Keep calm. Don't right. raise just, your voice.
1: <laughs> please, please, Lord, baby Jesus, just please. let me not kill him today. <laughs> exactly. Right? So, so it's not, again, and we're not saying we have to be perfect or that we're not going to have those clients. We're not going to have those Thank days. God we
0: don't have to be perfect. Amen. I would fall short of that, Mark.
1: Yeah. We, well, that's another discussion. That's exactly, um, but we have to be well enough that we don't get caught by every tripwire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm much better than I used to be, you know, um, and not, i am not like falling, um, you know, staying on the high road, I guess I'm much better at staying on the high road, uh, like you did in, in that example. But, uh, but there, yeah, you're right. There's still some times, there's a lot of work that I could do on that. Sure. So, yeah, I can tell you, and
1: tell you between then and now, I almost had a knockdown drag out in my, yeah. in, in the hall with a different client. So, <laughs> I can tell you my good day. I can tell you my bad day. I've had them both in the last two weeks. So,
0: well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a topic, obviously we need them. So right. send them to us at texascrimdefense.com uh, and, or if you'd like to be a guest um, we'd love know, to have we you We would, be a would guest. love to have you we'd love to talk with you. We about, do have some upcoming ep- we, we do. do have some upcoming
1: guests they're scheduled out scheduling between the you yeah know, the three of us uh, just didn't get them in uh, as soon as we hoped um, but we do have some great guests coming
0: um, but still uh, we want to talk with you
1: we do we, well, that would be another great guest.
0: Yeah. You, 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 you would be would a great, be a great guest. guest.
1: There we go. That, that, that's a catchphrase. We could sell that. Um, <laughs> but again, this has been another episode of Andrew on Andrew, Andrew on Andrew and Andrew Please on <laughs> Texas criminal defense. Please um, gotta get that right. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, we, it's, a week, it's a long week. We'll record these. We don't go back and edit them. Um, it, it's what makes for great, great uh, podcasting. You, you, this is the entertainment you pay for that's right you get everything you pay for yes yeah. um thanks for listening uh you can find us on the web at texascrimdefense.com you can find us on facebook at andrew and andrew on texas criminal defense um you can find mr harreth by looking up andrew harreth attorney at law you can find andrew decker by looking up andrew decker attorney at law um and we're on twitter but that handle's so crazy you'll never find us <laughs> All right. Y'all be good, everybody. Take care.